No Yoga Podcast. Hey everyone, Gabe, your host from Feed Your, your Yoga Podcast. And I'm so excited to have J.B. Stearns with me today out of Las Cruces, New Mexico. And let's start the show like always by allowing our guests to kind of share a few words from themselves. So J.B., how are you today? I'm good, Gabe. Thanks for having me. I, uh, I had lunch with my cool clairvoyant friend Paige, went and saw my artist Luis, and I'm Fitting you in right before an awesome power yoga class. Oh man, I'm so excited. It's so exciting for me to talk to teachers who are right there in the midst of sharing the gift of their practice and their passion with the world. So let me jump right into it because I know both of our time is limited. So I really want to thank you for being here. And our show showcases male yoga teachers on one level because, in my opinion, we're a small breed. <laughs> um, but on the right. other level is because there's also so few students in the room, so that inspires more males to come to the yoga practice. And we see much more males practicing yoga and seeing the value of a good practice. But also just because, unfortunately, the dichotomy between male and female has its own play, both in Hollywood and in the reality of everyday life. So I want to ask you, as a male yoga teacher, what are some of the challenges that you may have experienced out there in the yoga room? Um, I don't really consider it challenges. I, I, I think they're opportunities. Um, I had a class about a month ago where for one of the very few times in my practice, there were more males than females. And I thought, wow, that's, that's a home run. That's really cool. Um, I, I grapple with, I want to teach from, you know, that gorilla mentality, like, you know, from a very athletic, strong point of view, and I have to back that down. Of course, I want to teach females uh, about core strength and, and stuff like that, and I want it to be a very spiritual thing for everybody, but testosterone gets in the way, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily a bad thing. So. No, I love the way you phrase it, that taking it from challenges to opportunities. Right. Um, and then I noticed, yeah, I mean, I remember taking a yoga class just a few weeks ago and I noticed that there was nine males and one female and I was like, wow, check it out. I mean, <laughs> yeah, this right. is not going to be on a real cover of yoga journals, unfortunately. But <laughs> <laughs> a revolution Fairly is happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. So like your experience on the, in the classroom, your experience as a teacher, has faced with no anything remarkable, and so that's incredible. When did you start your yoga practice? Would you say? Uh, you know, I I became interested in yoga when I was 18 years old. That was 1982, and wow. uh, got misguided. Got told that yoga was a cult, and so I just like, okay, whatever, you know, it's still impressionable. I didn't start my practice about 10 years ago, and it was really limited. Uh, I actually became a multi-weekly practitioner almost eight years ago, and it has totally transformed my life. It's been uh, the best thing that I've ever done, bar none, for myself. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So what inspired that practice? What inspired you to start it? Um, well, when I was 18, it was, you know, all these elderly Eastern Indian men that were, like, doing handstands and stuff. It was cool athletic stuff. I had no idea the depth of the spiritual practice. 
Um, when I got into it, I got into it because uh, I became athletic again later in life. I lost 50 pounds, uh, started riding a mountain bike, and I thought, well, let's make sure that all this is, is uh, for, you know, I'm, I'm healthy. I went and got a physical and found out I had a hernia. And I had joined my first mountain bike race, and I thought, I got to get physical, flexible. I got to get this hernia out of me. What am I going to do? Oh, yeah. My friend Colleen opened up a yoga studio. I started yoga. And that's how that's how it all began. And I was just smitten from the get-go. And I would rather go into a yoga studio than get on my mountain bike any day, given my choices now. I mean, and that's the way yoga gets, right? We all get to that point where yoga is the foundation of every good thing we do. Physically, athletically, mentally, spiritually, yoga is the foundation. It It's where everything starts. It is for me, and it's for you know, so many people that I talk to that do practice. Yeah, yeah, especially if you find a practice that speaks to you. So, but that's a different subject altogether. That's like food, you know. Um, yeah, right, exactly. food that touches your heart and it's like, wow, that's amazing. Like, and then one, right. food, one person is not good for another person, so. Very true, um, very true. But on a whole, yoga has something to offer everyone. And then at that point, it's just those individuals who may have found themselves in a challenge discovering what they were looking for. The inspiration mm -hmm. for me with introducing different teachers to the world is just reminding people that, well, you maybe went to one experience and you didn't like it, just go look for another one. Right, right. The same thing. And I would really love to hear what exactly, was it in books, was it a TV show, was it um, newspaper clips? that you were introduced to the yoga in the manner that you were introduced? I, well, I was in college, and so I was, and I was athletic when I was young. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember exactly. I'm sure it was a uh, magazine article. I'm sure it was in the library. But something paper-wise that, that struck me. And then I, you know, instead of uh, getting into yoga, and, you know, I, with my 18-year-old mind, I didn't know exactly no, no, what course, it was. Yeah. I gravitated towards gymnastics instead because, you know, you get to do handstands and cartwheels and stuff like that. That's kind of what I thought yoga was back then. But, you know, I, I realized that, you know, if these, if these middle-aged men could be that athletic, that's what I wanted to be. You know, when I was 18 years old, like, all right, 50 years from now, I want to be what these guys that I'm seeing are doing now, you know? So I do, yeah. Didn't have any idea it was going to be this amazing path that is, it has been so much more than the physicality of it. True. No, that's amazing. Again, I found yoga in college also, but from the opposite end of it, I ended up with tons of these yoga sutras. <laughs> I know, man. You, I love your story. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's insane though sometimes when you think about it. It's like, wow, I'm really these stories. And then I, when uh -huh. I find poses, the point was for me too, the minute I see postures and the way the books were talking about postures where look, here, these poses will at least help you stay healthy when you get older. And when you yeah. have that in tandem with the, with the essence of what Patanjali tries to say, I mean, for lack of a better word, we'll use spirituality, but it's a journey, right? Patanjali is still trying to say, look, you have to do the work. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. that's called yoga practice, whether you do it with the body, doing poses, which then help you be healthy. And so for a lot of us, we just come from the other end. It's like, okay, you know what? Here, why don't I make you healthy? with these yoga poses, 
and then that will and if you do them regularly right if you practice like you said if i do it a few times a week i do it regularly then i see the benefits and then suddenly i'm hooked <laughs> because i realize it's better than anything else i was doing <laughs> right right it is and the fact, union it's go ahead go ahead it's the union you were saying yeah it, it's the union it's the it is the movement to the breath that changes everything and that you know the that moves you up the eight limbs of the practice right yeah and then on a practical level it also changes the way you do anything else if you have a sports activity exactly what inspired you to become a teacher then to give back more than anything it was to give back and um be a positive i i feel like uh my website is more it, it's a landing page it's to introduce people because i feel that so many people are uh afraid to go into a studio and i want to be this warm welcoming voice that says look i was once afraid to go into a studio and i will help you find the strength and the courage to go in there because the people in that studio that you're terrified of aren't the people on yoga journal covers and they're not the people that the media portrays as the people in studios right i mean a yoga studio is the most warm loving inviting place on the planet there's no judgment there but people don't get that because they've got these self-conceived fears of what it's going to be like and i understand that so i feel like that's kind of my mission is my role in this thing is to get people in there if i can and that's the way i teach i want to help people i i want to help people find their own balance their heads to find that next place outside their comfort zone where the growth is and so we in my class we always take about 5 minutes to do something you've never done before if that is going from malasana to crow or you know maybe picking up one foot this time try to get to crow or maybe it's working into chin stand or forearm stand or whatever i i will spot you i will help you and hope that you find that confidence that will take you to the next level so nice what's your website let's tell the audience your website my website is called tapintounity.com tapintounity.com of course it'll be down at the notes of the show but at least now they get to hear tapintounity.com if they wanted to yes, jump sir. on when we're done yeah i love your the way you presented it about i mean i approach it also like for me in terms of introducing people to the mat knowing that there's been a variety of different experiences that people go through when they go on the mat whether there was ideas meaning someone told them something the same as what you heard at 18 or whether they went to a room that just didn't fit with their physical desires whether too much or too little doesn't matter and then finding that balance for each student was a teacher so that we can both give them a physical experience that will provide a platform to see a larger experience exactly exactly the vehicle that gets them there correct because if we can show them what yoga can offer them then it's yoga that will do the rest of the vision. Yeah, you go. Right. What would you say your yoga practice consists of? 
My yoga practice, uh, I meditate daily. Um, I, and I, in different forms of meditation, prayer and contemplation, total, you know, just listening to my breath. I, I do what I call blindfold moving uh, sun salutations where I just, I focus on Tadasana, but I move through the sun salutations in pitch blackness. Um, mm. and, and, and the movement gets my breath going to where I can get present again. Um, I, and, and I think, I think just being a yoga instructor is given so much back. And I think that's part of being yoga in itself, right? You know what? We want to, we want to spread this message. We want to, to carry this word. We want to grow this community. We want to do great things and touch lives. And I think that's yoga right there. Don't you? Well, of course, I mean, teaching Teaching yeah. is its own meditation as much as taking is its own meditation. And then facilitated right. through a personal practice we develop that then helps us see that, oh, wow, that's right. I'm, I'm applying the principles that I do in practice in then everyday life. Which right, right. When we teach, when we eat. And obviously some moments are easier than others. <laughs> uh -huh, for sure, yeah. Um, like teaching a yoga class offers us that opportunity to become even that much more meditative as much as taking a yoga class offers us that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And then we yeah. experience similar things. Like you said, I'm going to do a meditation practice. So I'm going to do, I was listening to Usher yesterday and I loved something he said. It's like, if you, if you just seek to be happy, then not alone is a meditation right just the effort to maintain happiness is in right. life and then meditation just follows you right like it's not something right. you do but rather just want you just it's just there with you it's innate it's like i always tell i, I always say well you you had to learn how to drive you had to learn how to ride your bike now you just go and drive you just go and ride your bike the same right. thing with you bring it into your awareness and you have to work on it for a while. You have to work on being present. But then right. you're just doing it on autopilot, right? So that's right. super cool. Isn't it? Yeah, very. So are you a full-time yoga teacher then? Or are you supplementing nope. your income with other sources? Yeah, I'm sup I'm not even, I don't know if I call it supplementing income. I'm, just, I'm doing it to spread a message. I'm doing it to get people... Um, to get people into into classes and um, have some fun and gain some strength and you know build some core, build some find find the find the union between the physical and the metaphysical. You know, you think about that too. That's a whole another conversation right there. Sure is. That's like a whole topic in itself for like a Barnes and Noble vegan. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, so what would you tell your earlier self about making it in the yoga world? Now that you've been teaching and now that you've opened the website and trying to reach, what would you tell your earlier self on how to make it? Uh, that's an awesome question. I always think about what this me would tell the earlier hardhead. I think uh, start early while you got a chance. I wish that it started much younger than I did, but I also believe that all things happen in their time. They happen on purpose. Um, I, I would probably tell myself 
one of the most important things that finally got me into the practice, and that is I am better at everything I do because I do yoga. You know, like we said earlier, I, I just, I'm calmer. I'm more balanced. I'm more centered. Mm. You know, you, mm-hmm. you'll be better at everything you do, young JB, if you start mm-hmm. doing yoga. That's what I would say. That's beautiful. That's true. I mean, I, I can. I mean, I try to put that into my son. Hopefully, he'll remember <laughs> when we're young. Hopefully, and he's like, "Oh, you want me to do it? Then I won't do it." <laughs> <laughs> right. Had to learn uh, on their own. Right? At least we offer them the opportunity, though. He definitely knows some citations. So at least I wish I had that. You know, like I mean, no right. would have. I mean, meaning when I found yoga books or no books, and when I found some citation, then I'd go around and I would say, "Be like, what? But this is such a good, just simple practice. It's gonna help your breathing. It's gonna help every joint. Look, it help my body. And I'm only 19." Uh-huh. And people like, well, "You're weird, you know? Like, what's this yoga stuff?" <laughs> 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 so it's it's been fun to see how yoga has become such a prevalent, popular word, and and it's great to hear from you, like the aspect of now I realize that it's still challenging for people to come onto the yoga mat. And so I want to be a vehicle to help them find their space there because it's magic. It is magic. It is total magic. What would you say are some of the challenges, or I could use your word, opportunities you see facing yoga teachers today? Hmm. You know, okay, one for me is uh, is an outcropping of people. Yoga, as you know, is getting super popular. I mean, people are figuring it out. They're watching professional athletes do yoga that are just dominating their fields, right? And mm-hmm. so there are people that are willing to come out and try. So then you've got, uh, from standing in front of the room, you know, you've got, a super advanced yogi in the back that's, you know, spending most of her time upside down, handstands, headstands, inversions. And then you've got somebody that's like, okay, I'm at my wit's end. I can't stand this hip pain anymore. I'm going to go to this yoga class no matter what. And so they've never even, they don't even, they've never even heard the phrase sun salutation. Right. And so, and then you get everybody in between and, and trying to, um, work through that vast array of skill sets and keeping every everybody motivated. I guess maybe that is my own self perception because the people that that uh, advanced yogis will know how to go through their practice, right? You don't have to guide them very much. It'd probably be like if you were taking my class, uh, you would know. Like it's almost like you sense what where the teacher's going once you've practiced long enough, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so, so then, then as a teacher, you can focus on the admin, uh, the intermediate and the beginner students a little bit more, and let those advanced yogis do their thing. So, I see. So you see the opportunities as just a continuous growth there, and then as some students advance, there's still always that room for teachers to reach for those who are coming into it and then trying to advance. And then once they find their wings, they can fly on their own kind of deal. They can go, yeah, right. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. That's really cool. So that's so that. I mean, if I take that and think in terms of the viewpoint of the student, 
that's just inspiring because these opportunities just make the world open for the students to realize that there's no challenges for students out there. There's just this vast continuous growth, both from the influx of teachers and the continuous growth of yoga. Would that be true to say? Absolutely, man. We're at, at my at my studio at the the studio that I practice and teach at. We're doing a a 21 day challenge for the month of March, and I'm hoping to go all 28 days just just because I I've noticed that just like what you just said about the vast opportunities and the opportunities for growth. Because I had an instance in the last two weeks, I've had an instance both uh, in a day each week where the class I wanted to take, something just popped up, right? Life gets in the way. Well, it forced me to take a different class that I generally wouldn't have taken. And I went back to that class and back to that class because it, it offered, it was, it was a Ayurvedic, right? Ayurvedic, yeah. <laughs> yep. And it was pretty slow, pretty um, methodical. And so I was able to close my eyes and do my blindfolded sun salutation and movements into warriors with my eyes closed where I could totally concentrate inside, just go inside and, and meditate. And I'm telling you, I, t- I told the teacher both times after we got done, we almost lost me in Shavasana. I mean, I thought I was going to just gravitate off the mat and just, fly off into the nether regions, you know, I was so, I was so in such a deep state that I, and I wouldn't have had that opportunity had this challenge not come along. I was trying to hit the 21 day mark. Do you, does that make sense? No, totally. That's awesome. Yeah, no, but far 28 day challenges or 30 day challenges is doing in the hot world or just uh, one month practice in the Astanga world forces you to adapt your lifestyle. And there then, you go. Yes. Yeah. And and it's amazing when you realize that when you commit to the practice, things change. And it's hard because things come up. But if you have the commitment, then you create that opportunity. What you're talking right. about right. is when there there's a studio with multiple classes and you force yourself, then it's the practice that matters and you go to a class. And then you find out that if you go and show up to practice, Whatever practices it is, something will happen. Something will change. That's right. And you'll broaden your horizon. You'll create space. Beautiful. The space. What a beautiful word, right? The space, the capacity to, to stay relaxed. Right. Was there any other tips you might have for success that you would give new teachers then in this beautiful um, world that we have here in yoga? I my, I was just gonna say I uh I I you you really profoundly influenced my views on yoga um with because you. you came from yeah absolutely you came from the meditative side right you came from a deeper side than asana you actually you actually caused me to change the words that I use on my website um which I, I'm so grateful for. But my my practice has evolved into such a spiritual place. Mm-hmm. Um and that's where I would I would really I I'd like I and I try to get students when I teach I, I really harp on close your eyes, breathe, center, focus, meditate. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately that's where we want to go, right? Ultimately that's yoga. 
ultimately right. Sumata is right. <laughs> is younger, right? Right. So, if, if you got if your if your tour guide's telling you, well, okay, up here on the right, you've got Samadhi, and that's what we're we're all looking for early in the tour, then I feel like that will deepen your practice, help you get there quicker, right? So that that yeah, if you know where you're going, yeah, right. You know where you're going. You got a map. Because <laughs> if it was if it was only about flexibility and health, then there's a disappointment at the end. Yeah, right. And that's more I mean, I mean it works. I mean yeah, it's just it's just better gymnastics. I mean in Astanga <laughs> one of my teachers a long long time ago and I love saying it. Astanga is Patanjali's aspect to get to Samadhi. So one we if we remember that then the primary theory, the second theory, the advanced theory, that's that that is an old man gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the, and the idea is that don't make too much of the asana. I mean, it's good, and it's old man gymnastics, which means it's like, well, look, it's good for either old man. So if it's good for an right. old man, it's good for a young man. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, so that's tip number one, to take yourself lightly and remember that is more. What other two tips would you give a new teacher? Uh, well, that, that was... Uh, Take it from a much more meditative state. Take it from a uh, focused inner state, um, and and stay in your zone. I mean, nice, nice. Stay in your zone. That's yeah. awesome. Understand your limitations. Yeah, apply. But yeah, yeah, self knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't let your ego go kicking yourself in the butt. Just stay because. And, and we always talk about, right? We always talk about well, it's a practice. It's going to be different tomorrow than it is today. And yeah. I've had those days where I've done power classes three days in a row and just got weaker every day. And I need a restorative class, get a restorative class in. And then I go back and realize that everything's built back up. It's had time to rest. It's had time to rebuild. And now we can push it again. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, I do. Yeah. That's a great tip for seasoned teachers too. Then you know, a seasoned teachers could yeah. be even more reminded of that aspect of Svadhyaya and the remembrance that as they grow, that doesn't mean that their students grow the same rate, right? And then that can maybe stay humble. What would you say? Oh, stay humble for sure. I think I think a practice just creates humility, creates humbleness. Right. Absolutely. Well, this was a really awesome conversation. I can't thank you enough. Well, I appreciate it too, man. We need to visit more often. Holler when you're of course. Uh, you know, I mean, I'll be back again in Las Cruces to, for the final training in about two weeks. Okay. Well, I wanted to see if you had any other last tips or insights you wanted to share with the audience from your own practice or teaching. Or... You know, it's... I always feel like if I can reach one person, then I've succeeded, right? So yes. if if one person will hear this and one person will take me up on my offer on Tap into Unity and let me give them a free one-hour lesson, then I've succeeded. And that that's that's give me a call, give Gabe a call. We will help you out. 
Oh, wow, that's I fantastic. Just, I'm, I'm, man, that's a great, like, I mean, the audience just got to hear from your words that they're invited to take an hour free. So let me reiterate that to the audience because that's a great gift from you. I mean, that's your time, that's your effort. So that's a really incredible gift to the audience. So I really want to thank you for giving that to my audience as well as your audience and anyone who listens at tapintounity.com. Obviously, that will be in the, in the notes down below. So where else can they find you outside of tapintounity.com? Would that be the same name for the Facebook or for Instagram, or are you even on those platforms? Are you another platform? I right now it's just the website, and that uh, my friend Paige I was eating lunch with. We were talking about starting all the marketing for Instagram and Facebook and uh, Pinterest, whatever. I'm not really into that, but I know how important it is. So I that's we are working on it, but right now it's just the landing page. So. No, fantastic. So then into these kind of avenues of creating shared communications and shared interactions that, in my opinion, I, I hope are actually better than just the social media. The social media can be a great tool to then help send the message, but at least let's create a message like we did now. And then now the message is also that, look, my website, come connect with me, connect with you in terms of taking you up on the free one-hour um, session with you. So I really Absolutely. hope that happens. The listeners, please do that. JB is incredible. He's been to my classes. I met him in person. And so, and as you heard in this conversation, a really in-depth aspect of the approach to the practice and teaching. Man, I appreciate you having me on here. Oh, my pleasure, my friend. And so, I know you have time is limited. My audience got a tremendous amount of value. So, let's see how they tap into that. And I will get to see you in a few weeks. And you can tell me in person how that might be happening. Awesome. I, I can't really look forward to it. I can't wait. Likewise. So you have a great class today. And again, thank you so much to everyone on on the call. Thank you for listening. JB, thank you for being here. And let's both say namaste. Namaste. Thanks, man. Have a good day.